guys, and welcome back to the Finance Now podcast. This podcast is purely for informational and educational purposes, and it's my way of sharing my knowledge, research, and opinions with you. I'm Anurag Birla, and funny enough, today I do not have any interesting earnings that I followed from this week. However, something that I'm sure we all came across in some capacity or the other was Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference, their WWDC. I also want to talk a bit about the crypto industry and the recent news from this week surrounding it, but more on that a little bit later. So let's start with the WWDC. Obviously, this is an event that many people take active interest in, not only as shareholders, but you know, as consumers too. To elaborate a bit on the WWDC, I mean, it's, it's one of Apple's biggest events annually. And it serves as a great marketing aspect where they launch, you know, some of their newer developments um, software wise and also release some of their new hardware. It, you know, enables shareholders, consumers and just general fans of Apple to kind of learn about the direction of the company, the future of the company, what the product line looks like and, you know, the upgrades and updates that their systems are about to receive. It, you know, it shows a It has, at least through the years, shown a bunch of groundbreaking and newer technologies. And, you know, each year we as consumers just expect to see something pretty exceptional from from Apple. Uh, That's just a standard they have set for us consumers as a company. And, you know, this year was no different. Um, We, you know, saw one of the biggest launches ever in terms of a newer product. Um, and, and one that we haven't seen in years, but the technological updates and, you know, aspects on Apple Silicon and how they're growing has, while surprised many, has also not really surprised us in terms of how advanced and how far they are along the innovation process. So before I talk extensively about the Vision Pro, which was obviously the highlight of, of this event, uh, let's just go over what some of the other updates updates were. Apple decided to launch a lot of new system and software upgrades. Now, this includes the iOS 17, which basically included updates with you know forms of connectivity, making that much easier for uh, users of Apple products and Apple phones especially. So updates with messaging, phone, and FaceTime were all a big part of kind of what they aim to focus on basically enabling us to reply to text messages easier enabling facetime connectivity with apple tv um they also added uh the introduction of journal uh journal is their new uh journaling app to say (laughs) pretty descriptive in the name but essentially it's their new initiative um that's helping uh, they seem to be taking a bit of a more health focused direction and journal is, you know, one of their kind of mental health tools that they would help um, inbuild into Apple software uh, for consumers to use. Uh, they've added the ability to use Maps offline as well, uh, which Androids actually have had previously. So this is kind of Apple playing catch up, but we, you know, it always seems a bit more pronounced and exaggerated when Apple do something. Um And also another update is we don't have to say, hey, Siri, anymore. Instead of saying, hey, Siri, we just say Siri. 
Uh, and that's pretty cool because that's kind of following the tracks of uh, Amazon's Alexa, where instead of saying, you know, hey, Alexa, we just say Alexa. So I think that's a pretty cool update uh, within iOS 17. They also decided to add updates to iPad OS uh, with the launch of iPad OS 17, which aligns, you know, Apple's aesthetic and vision of, you know, the usage of widgets um, and how they're used for functionality and, you know, making them just a more effective tool for consumers. So the widgets edition would enable more personalization and more interactive personal data on the iPad operating system. They've also introduced uh, Mac OS Sonoma, which again added uh, more widget functionality. That's their new Mac operating system. Uh, it has a new gaming mode, which improves the frame rate for gamers. So that that kind of helps in competition with uh, Windows PCs. Uh, currently, Apple is not a favored computer for gaming. So I think, you know, they're looking to kind of change that aspect of things. And this is a start. Um, on the more business side of, of the macOS Sonoma, you know, they've added some improved video conference, conferencing functionality, which is incredibly interesting. I mean, with Microsoft Teams, Zoom, um, you know, Cisco WebEx, all being big tools of video conferencing, I think Apple sort of getting into the more, uh, getting into the video conferencing specialty phase is is important because they're going to eat into that market share pretty well. I'm I'm pretty confident on Apple's ability to steal customers from companies like Zoom and Cisco WebEx. Not sure about Microsoft Teams, but because of ease of use and the amount of corporate corporations that use Apple computers, I think to have inbuilt video conferencing uh, be if an effective tool for businesses is only going to help um, weed out competition. Um, another update that they added was the watch operating system with watch OS 10. Again, widgets added. Um you know, much more easily accessible. And there's a bit more focus on health here uh, with additional functionality to cycling and hiking workouts specifically. And then, you know, focusing on that theme of health and wellness, they added some more expansion on mindfulness as well. But it seems to be the key theme here. Apple's moving towards a much more widget and functional aesthetic as part of their products. And I... I'll elaborate a bit on this a bit later, but I think it's all part of an initiative to kind of gravitate towards that Vision Pro and spatial computing aesthetic, you know, to have widget, to have, sorry, widgets be in incredibly accessible is, is kind of their vision. And I think if people saw the, the demo of Vision Pro, you could perhaps see how widgets are going to play a big role in in Apple's um, Vision Pro operating system. Now, moving on, along with you know their software updates, they announced uh, a new chip, which was the M2 Ultra. M2 Ultra is essentially two M2 Max chips, uh, you know that have been combined for double the computing power. The M2 Max chips were something new that was launched last year, and. You know, with the M2 Ultra that has double the computing power of already one of Apple's strongest chips, um, the new capabilities are just incredible. Uh, the It has the ability to support up to six Mac Pro displays at once. Um, 
that's pretty incredible. I mean, they announced some new other new hardware too. They announced the new Mac Studio model with M2 Max and the M2 Ultra chip. So already incorporating that into some of their products, the new Mac Pro model as well, which is their high-end desktop model. They also launched with the M2 Ultra chip as well. The new MacBook Air, which is their 15-inch MacBook Air powered by an M2 chip, uh, has up to 18 hours of battery life, 24 gigs of memory, and 2 terabytes of storage. So that's already a huge upgrade from the previous MacBook Airs, just purely based on computing power and um, storage power. They they have a headphone jack, which continues their initiative of bringing it back in Apple laptops. I know we saw that with their uh, MacBooks last year. So that's, that's an initiative that's um, sort of coming back. Uh, now, with these updates, they're all great. They've been you know, groundbreaking throughout the years, these system upgrades, but their biggest update this year was the announcement of their new mixed reality headset, which I've already mentioned, name dropped and spoken about a few times today, but it's, it's the Vision Pro. Now, this is groundbreaking on so many levels, because as I learned more about the, the product, I started to think more about, you know, all the technology and development that went into this. And and I started to understand what exactly they've managed to achieve. And, you know, that just blew my mind to see the state of where technology is and where innovation stands today. It, it's almost like it's, it's from Black Mirror or something. It's, it's incredible, to say the least. Now, with for, for those that don't know, um, the Vision Pro is obviously a new headset with what Apple calls spatial computing ability. Now, what does that mean? Uh, they they essentially have a new operating system called Vision OS. Uh, it uses a new R1 chip, which is developed by Apple. Um, and it, it changes the way we interact with digital products. It changes the way computing can be looked at. And you know, dare I say, it changes the way our workflow is going to take place, you know, 10 years down the line. Um, And in my opinion, we're really at the forefront of the innovation here. You know, I wanted to talk a bit about the eyesight aspect. I mean, Apple have, they focus quite diligently on avoiding that feeling of feeling cut out from the outside world. You know, I guess when you look at Meta, which is probably their biggest competitor in the VR headset space, um, when you look at Meta's Quest, uh, their product, their Oculus Quest, we see that, you know, we kind of get absorbed into our own reality. Apple have done their best to avoid this feeling by allowing, you know, people on the outside to kind of see your eyes and for you to not feel so disengaged from reality uh, and you're able to see them as well the their entire vision pro presentation did not revolve around entertainment it mainly focused on usability of the product through work and general day-to-day life i mean it showed us you know snippets of how photos can be taken it showed us how uh video conferencing would work how workflow would kind of work using uh the vision pro so it was very it strayed away from what meta's quest has kind of specialized in 
uh, the 3D camera, as I mentioned, it it showed how we'd be able to capture moments live, and you know we'd be we'd be seeing them as we're taking the photos, and we'd be present in the moment without having to whip out a camera, which in a way is a big thing. I mean, I know. I speak for myself here, but I know I just don't like the idea of taking too many photos just because I I find it annoying to whip out a phone and, you know, all of a sudden start posing and just to live moments and take photos of moments purely candidly is something I think they're aiming to achieve with this product. The headset, you know, has no other device that comes with it, which is incredible. I mean, that was one of the most impressive things about the technology that you know MetaQuest uses uh two hand devices i don't know what they're called but they're like yeah they basically go in each hand and that's kind of how you control um the device but you know the apple vision pro has no clunky hand device to be used it's purely run through eye tracking and hand gestures that control the device which was incredible when it came to um, understanding the magnitude of the technological advancements made here um, the headset has a dial to control your level of emergent immersion which you know also determines how detached or you know aligned with the wider world you are i mean your eyes can be more seen the lower your immersion level is so that's impressive i mean for those that want to kind of get immersed in their current tv show or their movie they have that option but for those that want to stay a part of you know the room and be a part of the community and still kind of have their vision pro goggles on it's it's an option for them too um i mean i will say the one caveat for this is the hefty hefty price that it comes with um and I know I've seen a lot of jokes here about, you know, Apple launching $3,500 vision, uh, $3,500 ski goggles. Sorry, it's what people are calling them on Twitter. But yeah, I mean, sure, they look like ski goggles. But I think the extent of the technology is, is we're only scratching the surface here. And then to know that developments are going to happen from here on, to know that you know, this is an entirely new product line that Apple are focusing on is just incredible. And I know I use that word a lot today, but truly, I think Apple's event, their WWDC this year has actually blown my mind. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen a product so, so attractive in years, not because, oh, it's Apple and I want to own the product, but because it changes the dynamic and it changes the the dynamic for every player in the computing game. I mean, spatial computing is a new concept now. Uh, we we only know about you know well at least up until now we've only seen about VR through the lens of companies like Oculus that take you into the supposed metaverse. But what Apple have strayed away from doing is acknowledging this idea of the metaverse, and they've. They've essentially allowed you to compute and have computing powers and capabilities while remaining in this world, in this universe, which is which is amazing. I mean, I know, yeah, in comparison to Oculus, uh, like the Quest costs, you know, it, it the different products range within the hundreds. And this Apple product is at 3,500. But let's bear in mind 
that this is the product. The name of this product is called the Vision Pro. Now we all know Apple have the tendency to launch pro products, and they have the tendency to launch more budget products, more budget friendly products. Let's not eliminate that possibility with the Vision Pro. Is all I'm saying. I think you know they've obviously gone with a high end, high tech, cutting edge piece of technology here. But let's not eliminate the process of them simplifying that a little bit for more of a mass usage. I do think this is the start of their of something that's going to be incredible for them. It's going to serve them incredibly well in terms of functionality as Vision Pro seems to cover a lot more than its competitors. I mean, Quest seems so focused on entertainment and gaming, whereas Vision Pro expands on that to a whole level. You know, it, it acknowledges our day-to-day lifestyle. It, it it talks about our workflow, which is incredible. I mean, the whole mixed reality aspect, the ability to see life as it is, along with, you know, computer icons and and mix our work it's it's incredible the augmented reality aspect of this is what really changes things um and apple has done a great job at least seemingly done a great job on integrating you know both a virtual reality and reality um hence hence the mixed reality term another interesting aspect of this was their partnership with unity software which helped unity stock Um, It was the biggest jump in Unity's stock price since its IPO. And, you know, Apple announced that Unity's gaming software will be used in Vision Pro, enhancing the platform for game developers. So just because Apple didn't mention anything about, you know, gaming and entertainment, let's not eliminate their scope of it in, in comparison to Quest. I mean... Apple clearly seemed focused on entertainment. They had Bob Iger come out and talk about Disney's involvement in the Vision Pro, which was, which was, you know, quite fascinating to say the least. We saw the immersive aspect. You know, we saw Mickey Mouse sitting on a couch. It was pretty cool. It was pretty fun. Um, And, you know, with Apple's focus on gaming in their Mac uh, product line as well, we can see Apple's obviously taking entertainment and gaming pretty seriously going forward. Apple did mention that companies like Adobe, Cisco, and Microsoft are also developing Vision Pro apps, which is important. I mean, adoption is everything, right? And when companies start developing apps for these products, uh, we can assume that, you know, they've bought into the future of this product. And I think given that it's Apple, not many people are going to bet against it. But it will be interesting to see, given their price point, you know, what their what their sales sort of look like over the next year or two so to basically wrap up this apple event you know i think they knocked it out of the park with the new with a new product they're way ahead of their competition in terms of technological development but you know as i mentioned price point does remain a concern for many i i would like to say again let's bear in mind this is a pro product right we we can And it's the first of its kind. So let's give Apple time. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They've always done or they've always convinced customers that they sort of need their products, right? So let's give them the chance to do that again. Um, Let's buy into the idea that maybe, maybe spatial computing will be something we'll all benefit by. And let's see where it takes us. I will say, if I had 3.5k US dollars just lying around to spend, I'd have 100%
ordered it as soon as I could. I mean, it's 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 worth, in my opinion, it's worth the hype. I don't know about the price, but it's definitely worth the hype. I would um I would like to now kind of move on to briefly talking about the crypto industry. I mean, there was big news this week as the SEC has launched separate lawsuits against two crypto exchange giants, Binance and Coinbase. Now, crypto is such an ambiguous space, you know, when it comes to regulations and governance, there's just so much unsurety around it. But both firms sort of face the same allegations here. You know, the fact that they're running an unregistered securities exchange. Binance faces some additional charges of you know, appropriating billions of dollars in customers' funds for its CEO's trading firm, misleading the customers, lying to regulators, and more. And kind of Binance's response to this has been, nope, we haven't done any of that. I mean, they've essentially just denied everything that the SEC have accused them of doing, which is quite funny. I mean, Coinbase have taken a similar approach, but a much softer one, claiming that the rules weren't as clear and they will operate as as normal until, you know, more clarity comes out on on the lawsuits. But both are going to obviously fight this lawsuit hard. And yeah, Binance obviously have the more extreme allegations, but you know, it comes at a time where regulators are really trying to crack down on crypto, given the risk it exposed to the banking industry earlier this year. I'm not sure how all of this is going to unfold. I'm not a legal expert either, but I do think the other side of this whole process is more regulation and governance around the running of crypto exchanges, especially after the whole FTX scandal. And, you know, now the Binance accusations, I mean, trust in these exchanges has definitely diminished and the stricter governance would only ensure less mishandling of customer funds. And it's kind of hard to see why that's a bad thing. It would be great to, you know, continue to keep track of this and see how it unfolds. And I've always just personally, with regards to Coinbase, I've always strayed away from owning the stock uh, simply because... You know, I was never too sure about the regulatory aspect. And I think after this, I'm going to maintain that stance for a while. I do own some crypto, but, you know, it'd probably be a better idea to hold them on a separate digital key rather than on an exchange, as it seems like many of them have some sort of shady business going on in in the back end. So I guess that's my two cents on the current crypto news and the industry as a whole. But regardless, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys continue to follow the the news that unfolds. And if you did make it this far, I thank you for listening. Once again, I'm Anurag Birla, and this is Finance Now. Welcome to Paradise.